This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. The Black and Blue Report is ready to go for a new week. And greetings from Houston, Texas on this Monday. I'm Sean Kelly, and I'm with the Pelicans as they get set to take on the Houston Rockets tonight in preseason game number five for New Orleans. They're 2-2 two and two so far after a falling at Lexington, Kentucky to the Kings on Saturday night. But today we begin the final week of the preseason, and I think that all should be very excited about that. We are so close now to the start of the regular season for the Pelicans. And here in Houston tonight, we'll finally play, it seems like, um, a division team. We finally saw a Western Conference team the other night, now a division team in the Rockets, although there's some guys that will not participate tonight um, that uh, we would normally see in the regular season. More on that in a moment. What a weekend in sports, huh? Crazy stuff. In baseball alone, we had some exciting play, and now, of course, the uh, New York Mets and the Kansas City Royals are steps closer to the World Series. Both are up two games to none in their uh, best of seven series. Uh, the Mets looked uh, fantastic last night, but three in a row at home now for each of the teams that are on the downside uh, of those ALCS and NLCS battles. Football-wise, college football was outstanding this weekend, especially for the LSU Tigers. Leonard Fournette and the uh, Tigers downing Florida over the weekend, and uh, certainly they'll have a little bit of a test, but they'll step away from the SEC this week with Western Kentucky. We'll see how that plays out. And then here it is on Monday when we normally break down a Saints game. Um, that's not the case today. We, we enjoyed a great NFL weekend, but with the Saints' big win last Thursday, that seems like a long time ago, and uh, and hopefully the Saints got themselves a little healthier, a little more rested by uh, spending some time watching football over this weekend. And our coverage of the Saints will pick up in earnest as this week churns toward a meeting with the Indianapolis Colts uh, on Sunday afternoon. Speaking of those Colts, Wow, what happened last night? It, uh, Andrew Luck is now 0-5 against the Patriots. New England continues to roll here. And uh, there were some weird moments in the game last night. As a matter of fact, there were some weird moments all across the league yesterday. Uh, some trends continue. Some surprises still you know, make it hard to figure all this out, even now this far into the regular season. But it really was. It was a great sports weekend, great weather weekend, too. We hope that you certainly enjoyed that. Our focus today primarily on the NBA and on the Pelicans as they get set to take on the Rockets tonight. And with the final week of the preseason upon us, we'll look at the league in general as well with uh, Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. Sean was in New Orleans last week, kind of doing a couple of pieces on the uh, Pelicans and the uh, Lamar Odom connection with uh, Alvin Gentry. So he'll be our featured guest today as uh, Sean Devaney not only uh, has a pretty good handle on the Pelicans, an objective one, but also on all things NBA, especially the Western Conference. So we're excited to bring him in uh, to our program today. And then otherwise, I want to share with you some of the uh, reaction from Saturday night's game at Sacramento. Number one, the debut of Nate Robinson in a Pelicans uniform. And then also the thoughts of Alvin Gentry, who now sees his team at 2-2 two and two and trying to make their way through the rest of this preseason with so many guys injured. A couple of guys may not play tonight, one of which is Anthony Davis. Looks like he's scheduled to get some rest. Uh, Also possibly not playing tonight, uh, Dwight Howard. He's got some low back tightness, but I think this is a rest situation for him and Corey Brewer as well on the Houston side. So that's a 7 o'clock tip-off tonight. More on that before we wrap up our 
our podcast here on this Monday. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have Sean Devaney from the Sporting News right here after this. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. This is Pelicans guard Drew Holiday, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Time to welcome in our featured guest today. He's a must-follow for NBA fans on Twitter, at Sean Devaney, D-E-V-E-N-E-Y. He comes to us, of course, from Sporting News and SportingNews.com. He was most recently in New Orleans just last week, so a great reason to have him on our podcast here on this Monday. Sean, good to talk to you again. It was great to see you last week, too. Well, nice to see you, too, Sean. Sean, what was your visit uh, to New Orleans like? Uh, you know, it was it was interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, I know they've made some changes in terms of uh, how they're going to approach this year. Uh, certainly, when you look at the roster, it's it's much the same roster uh, that we saw last year. Uh, but I think it's going to be a much different team, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, Alvin Gentry uh, has always been one of my favorite coaches in terms of, uh, I know everybody remembers him from Phoenix, uh, but, you know, he's, he's also a guy who's coached defense before. I mean, he's, he was a defensive coach when he was in Detroit uh, back with Grant Hill, uh, uh, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, and, you know, obviously winding up with that, uh, with that Clippers job, he kind of has the reputation as a guy who wants to get up and down and, and seventh and sort of less and all that sort of stuff. But, but you know, I really think there's going to be much more of an emphasis on defense uh, uh, than people uh, are expecting with him. When you think of a defense that he and Darren Ehrman are installing now in New Orleans, what are the characteristics of that defense? What sets that apart from maybe some of the other defenses, especially the one that we saw over the last five years in New Orleans? You know, I think it's going to be much more versatility and, and, and much less, okay, let's funnel everything into Anthony Davis and let him try to block the shots. So I think you're going to see uh, a whole lot more switching. I think you're going to see a lot more in terms of, uh, you know, different matchups out there. 
you know, with with Davis, I think you really have to think of him defensively uh, more like uh, uh, more like Draymond Green, you know, and, and and what he did for Golden State last year, where you might see him switch out and and, and guard a shooting guard, guard a small forward. Uh, he can do that, and and I think that uh, uh, you know, as you see them progress, you're going to see a much different defense in terms of uh, uh, the willingness to get to, to put themselves into mismatches. Uh, and, and, and still be confident that they've got the athleticism uh, and the youth and the system uh, to handle that. And, and, and I think that's a little, they were a much more traditional defensive team uh, uh, last year. And, and, and like I say, that winds up with Anthony Davis blocking a lot of shots. But that's not necessarily good. And, and I think that that's going to be, uh, for me, something that's going to be interesting to watch. Anthony Davis, and I'm probably too close to it to really truly appreciate it, but what is his profile like now, if not nationally, but internationally, and and how does that translate into wins? Because that's that's what matters, I think, most to Anthony Davis and the Pelicans right now. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the the, the next step for him, and and you know, obviously, he's established his talent level, uh, and now we want to see him carry a team. You know, we want to see him uh, take a team that that did pretty well last year, won forty five games uh, in a very difficult West with a lot of injuries. Uh, and, you know, you want to see him take that next step in terms of, all right, can you get your team to 48, 49, 50 wins? You know, that's, that's going to be the real challenge uh, and, and really the next test. If they sort of stay at that 45 win mark uh, for another year, uh, you know, I think it'll be a disappointment. So, um, you know, obviously I think everybody recognizes the talent level and, 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 and just that, uh, uh, that this is a truly special uh, player, you know, that he's going to inherit that mantle uh, from Kevin Durant uh, eventually as, as the best player in the league. If he hasn't already, uh, then, uh, you know, th- then it's just going to be a matter of, okay, is this a guy who can lead a team, uh, put a team on his back and win? And, and obviously there's a lot of other factors that go into that. It's not always fair to the star player that that's how they're viewed. Uh, but in the end, that's, that's, that's how it winds up uh, uh, coming out. You know, LeBron struggled with that. Uh, obviously for a long time before finally breaking through to win a championship. Uh, and, you know, that, that's going to be uh, Anthony Davis's, uh, uh next challenge. And, Sean, you and I both know that one man cannot get it done uh, in the NBA, especially in the West. So who, else, who, who are the other factors here on that Pelicans roster in your eyes uh, that have to help Anthony Davis and the Pelicans increase that win total? Give me a couple of guys that, that, that have to factor in here. You know, I, I think the way Tyreek Evans has played in the last couple of years, you'd be okay with that. If he repeated what he did last year and, and just stayed healthy, you'd be okay with that. Obviously, Drew Holiday is the guy who's really got to stay healthy. Uh, you know, if you want to play off-tempo, then, then you're going to want to have two quality point guards. Uh, you're going to want to have Holiday and Norris Cole, uh, you know, 100% and ready. So health is going to be important for them. I think a real key is Eric Gordon, though. And, and, and you know, I talked with him for quite a while, uh, and, you know, he – Last year, he came through with those three-point shots. He really boosted his three-point percentage, and that, that's pretty big. I think they want a little more from him, though. They want him to be more like the guy he was in that last year with the Clippers where he did a little bit of everything. They don't, certainly don't want him to be a spot-up shooter, uh, and, and I think everybody knows if you watch him enough, he can do more than that. Uh, and I think in this offense, as they play a uh, faster pace, that you'll see him handling the ball more, putting it on the floor more. Uh, you still want to see that 45% uh, uh, three-point shooting. Obviously, that'd be fantastic, but uh, but but I think that 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 he's a guy who can really help them, uh, you know, to diversify that offense, uh, you know, much more than than what we've seen from them in the past. 
uh, especially because he has the skills to do it. He, he has done it. Uh, you know, another guy, obviously, who has to stay healthy. But, uh, you know, I think he has the skill set that can really flourish uh, with this team. Sean Devaney covers the NBA for the Sporting News. Hey, let's talk Let's talk the Western Conference kind of more globally now, Sean. And, and if you were to start making a list of who you think the eight teams are going to be at the end of the regular season, which is, you know, so far away, understandably, at this moment. But I'm trying to sit here and figure out, you know, how do you make that list? You, you certainly have to, I guess, say who's, who's on the rise and who's on the fall here. Uh, to start to figure it out, so let's let's do that. Who's who's trending up toward a playoff scenario, and who maybe is falling out that's been there for a long time? Uh, yeah, it's really tough because you've got you know obviously you've got six teams uh, that, that that you sort of start with that that really didn't lose. And if they can stay healthy, then I think the six teams, you know, Memphis, uh, certainly Oklahoma City, uh, would have to be on that list. Uh, obviously, defending champs, Golden State. Uh, you've got uh, Houston. Uh, you've got the Clippers, and you've got the uh, the Spurs. So right there, I think you start with six teams that, that either got better, you know, certainly San Antonio adding uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, or at least stayed the same. You know, the Clippers uh, are a team that uh, obviously they got much, much deeper uh, getting guys like Pierce and Stevenson and, and Josh Smith. Uh, Memphis pretty much stayed the same. Oklahoma City could be much better. Uh, we'll see how Billy Donovan does. But, you know, you start with those six teams, uh, and then if you factor in the, the, the Pelicans and, and, and what they can do uh, with the new system and, and, and with the team that won 45 games last year and has a, uh, some experience, now you're looking at, you know, probably a battle for, for the eighth spot. And that's, you know, it's, 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 it's so difficult in the, in the West, but, but that's sort of where it is. I think Utah is definitely a team, if you looked at what they did in the second half of the year, the way they played defense once they got rid of Anis Cantor uh, and, and, and put Rudy Gobert in the middle, they were a fantastic defensive team. That's really a team that's going to be interesting to watch this year. Uh, and, of course, Phoenix seems to have uh, uh, ironed out a lot of the issues that they had last year. I think that uh, uh, that that last spot will probably come down to Phoenix and Utah. Uh, you know, there may be a surprise team in there, but but my guess is it's going to be one of those two. Wow, that's in, very interesting to say the least. All right, so we we talked about what's going to happen in six to seven months. Give me your thoughts here, uh, or a couple of storylines, Sean, that you're going to have your eye on at the very start of this season. The first couple of weeks, what are you looking for, and uh, what will you pay most attention to? Well, I think Oklahoma City is probably the most interesting story because, uh, you know, obviously a new coach. They're under such pressure with, with Kevin Durant uh, coming into free agency and, and, and him coming off an injury. It seems like there are so many guys in that, in that uh, uh, team that are under a lot of pressure. And, and you know how it goes, Sean. Either you all come together and, and, and you play uh, much higher above your level or, you know, you have personal agendas and it all falls apart. So I, I think we'll get a pretty good read on them, uh, you know, right in that first month. I think that's going to be a real interesting thing to watch. I think I think Cleveland is always going to be interesting to watch. They've had a terrible preseason. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they haven't been healthy. Uh, the Tristan Thompson thing uh, uh, is a real issue for them. Uh, you know that 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 to me is a, is a team that uh, uh, that is going to bear watching in the East. So I really think Oklahoma City's uh, uh, the, the team to watch in the West, and, and and probably Cleveland in the East. Wow, interesting stuff. One more week of this preseason stuff. I'll see Houston tonight, Sean. But um, one week from tomorrow, we'll th- get this thing started. And I think I've had enough of preseason. I'm ready for the yeah. good stuff. <laughs> I'm with you on that. No question. 
Sean Devaney, at Sean Devaney on Twitter. And, of course, you can find him at SportingNews.com. I know we'll see you throughout the season, Sean, and we appreciate your help today. Okay, Sean, thank you. There he goes, Sean Devaney from the Sporting News. So we'll continue on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue our NBA and Pelicans talk today with a look back at Saturday night. And, and the look back goes like this. Um, it's hard right now to, to cull a tremendous amount of information about the Pelicans during this preseason. Obviously, number one, it's preseason. But number two, all these injuries. The injuries, though, have presented a couple of different opportunities, one of which is to take a look at some, some guards that may, may not be able to help you when we get to the regular season. Kind of one of our big storylines the other night was the fact that when Drew Holiday uh, finished up his minutes, which would be 10 to 11, uh, the newest Pelicans, Nate Robinson and Bo McCaleb, would get a lot of look from Alvin Gentry and his staff. As a matter of fact, Nate Robinson, uh, the veteran uh, in his 11th season, played 22 minutes at point guard for the Pelicans on Saturday night. All of this coming after just one day of practice. But Nate went 22 minutes, scored nine points, had four assists, a steal, um, and at the end of the night he was four of nine shooting, including a three-pointer. So uh, not bad, but but not totally unexpected for a guy who's played with a number of different teams. Some of those teams having similarities to Alvin Gentry's system. I mean, clearly when he played uh, with the Clippers, uh, nine times last year. That's in the Doc Rivers system, uh, which is somewhat like Alvin's. And so um, he picked it up pretty quick. And I think his basketball lungs uh, also were better than even he had thought. He talked about those things and more about his Pelicans debut after the ball game. Nate, tell me about your first run of the season here tonight in the preseason. Oh, man, a little rusty, man. A little rusty. I got to take care of the ball a little better. Uh, get my wind up. You know, now I wouldn't say I'm nearly out of shape, but I'm just you know, not in the shape that I would want to be in. And uh, with practicing and, you know, coach throwing me in the fire right now early in the in the, in the preseason, being here one day, I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, I'll probably give myself a C minus. But I can also, you know, I can always, you know, there's always room for improvement. And that's what I, that's what I love about the game. The games are interesting. Aren't they? They, they can accelerate the process, don't they? I, I bet you learned a lot more about you and your teammates uh, by the end of the night than you say this morning at shoot-around, huh? Uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, one thing, you know, we got down, we, you know, we came back, uh, gave it a, uh, a good fight down the stretch. But uh, I just think that uh, for us, you know, we're going to be a dangerous team. We just uh, got to focus on defense because we got enough offense. That's going to come. But uh, as long as we just stay stick together, glued as a team, and pull for each other on defense, we're going to be a dangerous team. And uh, I just – 
I just hope teams are ready for us. It's a quick turnaround to Monday. What would you like to see from your game on Monday that would be an improvement on the way that you started tonight? Uh, just take care of the ball. Uh, you know, like I said, the plays that we run are similar. You know, some of all the plays that I've ran and, you know, numerous teams I've been on. Uh, I just really believe that, uh, you know, slowly as, as the season progresses, you know, I'll get better with the plays and, you know, where guys like the ball and shoot, you know, you know playing with AD. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be challenging at the same time because you know he's you know he he's developed a jump shot and he can dribble. He can do so much, and uh, he's gonna make it easier for everybody else on the court. You know, got a lot of teams gonna be double team. We just gotta be ready to shoot the ball, and just uh, you know, coach said that he's gonna let us know if we're doing too much. But you know, he don't care about the shots. We just gotta play defense. So when you got a coach, you know, not telling you to you no know, not shoot the ball, he's telling you shoot, shoot, shoot. You know, it's like uh, coach, I can't shoot every shot, but you know, it's, it's good to have a coach like that that's telling you, you no, know, don't like don't. Don't be afraid to shoot the ball, but we're going to get it, you know, get it on defense first. Thank you, sir. See you Monday. Yep, see you Monday. I'm sure we'll see more of Nate Robinson tonight. Again, the Pelicans and the Rockets at 7 o'clock tonight. And we'll also hear from head coach Alvin Gentry before the start of the game. This is what coach had to say after the game against Sacramento. Some key takeaways from this interview I think you'll find as far as what he's seeing in his team as we turn toward the final week. Coach, I'm sure it's hard to finally gauge something in some of these preseason games, but... <laughs> When you look back at this one here tonight, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I thought we started the game like uh, we needed to. You know, I wanted to start the game where we were running and playing up-tempo and uh, trying to get the ball to Anthony in different spots. Uh, I thought we did a really good job of, of, of starting the game that way. And then, obviously, as we started to substitute in and we're playing guys out of position and things like that, it got a little bit, uh, I would say, it's not going to go to the Naismith Hall of Fame, this, this game right here. But, uh, you know, I thought we competed pretty good. And uh, uh, we just, we, in, in actually, we just really were playing too many guys out of position and things like that. But I thought we got done what we really wanted to, uh, the way we approached the game, the, you know, the first quarter. And then, you know, uh, actually the first 15 minutes of the game, we said we really wanted to play well. And then we were going to get the guys that started the game out. Uh, you know, it hurts us not being able to play Drew and those, excuse me, playing Drew and those guys the, uh, the second half. So it got a little ragtag. But, you know, as I said, I thought Anthony showed, you know, that he can uh, facilitate, can also uh, shoot, shoot, shoot the three-point shot when he had it available. So uh, those are all positive things. And, uh, you know, we got to work on our transition defense. That was a if there was one thing that I thought was pretty glaring tonight, we, uh, we gave up too many easy baskets in transition. How about Ryan Anderson's play off the bench, first in Chicago and then again here tonight? Has he kind of himself into a bit of a groove here? Well, I, you know, I hope so. You know, uh, and we're still not playing him exactly the way that we will the regular season. So uh, it'll be a little bit easier for him uh, uh, in the lineups that we have out there. But I thought he played well tonight. I thought he did a good job. You know, I thought Nate did a good job considering that he he's had one practice with us. And, uh, you know, I guess the thing that was uh, – uh, I guess if there was anything that you can take from it, uh, I thought that they played all their rotation players and they played them a lot of minutes. So, uh, you know, we were able to hang in and, and I think we got it to four near the end of the game and just couldn't, you know, just couldn't get over the hump. But there was there were some good things that came out of it and obviously there are some things that we definitely have to work on. Coach, thanks. Yeah. Alvin Gentry's pregame interview is always the, uh, the last uh, segment of Pelican's warm-up with Daniel Salerson. Tonight, that uh, program begins at 6.30 Central with tip-off just after 7 from the Toyota Center here in Texas. 
We'll take our final break, come back, give you a couple of notes about tonight's ball game, and then we'll get ready for a Tuesday. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. A couple of thoughts here before we get out of uh, this Monday Black and Blue Report. Uh, obviously, tonight we'll keep an eye on a couple of different things. More on Nate Robinson, maybe a little more on Bo McCaleb, and, and how the Pelicans play without Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, he's carried them through the first half of these preseason games, but it looks like Davis is going to rest tonight, and uh, certainly we have a new way of evaluating the team. Um, heaven forbid that you know they would have to go stretches without Anthony Davis during the regular season, but uh, certainly we'll get a look at how they uh, fare tonight uh, from start to finish without number 23. This is interesting, and again, I'm going to compare almost apples to oranges here, but with regard to taking something away from the preseason. And again, number one, it's the preseason. And number two, it's, well, it's the preseason. But uh, we're starting to get a little insight as to how the Pelicans might look this regular season under Alvin Gentry. Uh, Number one, they're scoring the basketball at a much higher rate, 106 points per game as opposed to last year at 99.4 points per ball game. But perhaps more importantly is, is pace. And that translates across a couple of different platforms. But for example, pace, and that's the number of possessions you have per 48 minutes. That's key. Um, last year, the pace for the Pelicans was 93.7. This year in the preseason, it's 104.2. I wouldn't read into 104.2 a whole lot. Uh, other than that, it's significantly higher than we saw uh, in the old system. So it may not be the same number, but I think we're going to see a similar increase when we get to the regular season. And that's going to make for some fun basketball to watch. And if this team can keep taking care of the basketball like they have in the preseason, averaging only 12.2 turnovers per game with that kind of pace, that speaks to uh, what we've been saying about the Pelicans being a more um, efficient team uh, and a a higher-powered offensive team. Uh, All that, of course, will hinge on what your opponent does uh, with their increased pace in playing you, and defense certainly will be a factor as well. But a couple of notes there as we get into the final week of preseason with games 
scheduled tonight against Houston, Wednesday against Orlando, and Friday against the uh, Miami Heat. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com talks fantasy football with us, and Jim Eichenhofer from pelicans.com checks in here during this road trip. He's with the Pelicans all the way through the game against Orlando on Wednesday. We hope you'll join us for that, and we'll look to see you on the radio tonight. 6.30 Pelicans warm-up, 7 o'clock tip at the Toyota Center between the Pelicans and the Houston Rockets. Our thanks to Sean Devaney today from the Sporting News for being our featured guest. Thanks to you as well. We hope that you enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.